Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another enlightening episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and I'm thrilled to have you join us today here. And also in this episode we are delving into the captivating world of creativity and self-care and we have an extraordinary guest with us today Aston Rodenizer. So welcome to the show Aston. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Great, great. So, Aston, like before we proceed uh, for uh, our discussion today, I'd love to mention this to all of our listeners that Aston is not just a creative entrepreneur. She is a passionate advocate for awakening the creative spirit in everyone she encounters. So, for the past seven years, uh, she has been on a remarkable journey, blending her love for helping people effectively. communicate their ideas with the power of creativity so she is the founder of minds i creative consulting where she brings concepts to life through the art of graphic recording and graphic facilitation but here's the fascinating part so aston's work often appears as silent illustrations in the room so in reality she is a visual translator breaking down complex concepts into an easily understandable visual language so her work not only helps others retain information more effectively but also inspires people to embrace her techniques in their own lives so over the years like she has brought more than uh, 2500 presentations and uh, conversations to life either on paper or like digitally so her impact spans diverse groups like from non-profits to fortune 500 companies so when she is not collaborating with the clients she is embracing the joys of family life and with her three young children and supportive husband in the rural canada so also like there's a scientific evidence that supports the benefits of visually capturing notes so Uh, like from improved recall and retention to the increased focus and deeper connection with the information so ashton is here to share her insights today and experiences as well and also the incredible potential of drawing as a tool for personal growth and the well-being so get ready to embark on this creative journey with us and let's dive into this world of visual thinking and self care with our exceptional guest ashton welcome to the show again yeah thank you so much for that introduction i really appreciate it 
And it makes me sound a lot fancier than I feel most days, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. So, so Ashton, like, uh, if you can share a bit more about your journey and uh, what actually inspired you to combine creativity with self-care through the drawing? Yeah, so I have always been very creative throughout my childhood and my younger years, but it wasn't really like as a profession, I didn't think that I could be an artist because I feel like I fell into a lot of the stigma and stereotypes around what it is to be an artist and that, you know, you'd be a starving one and, you know, no job, no money, no nothing. So I didn't pursue that for a long time, but it wasn't until I found this beautiful coming together of helping people communicate their ideas like as a facilitator in this world of creativity, combining those two to help others and myself think more clearly and break down some of those complex ideas that you wrestle with and doing, yeah, doing that professionally and also as a way to help yourself learn and, and grow as a person too. So you know, I find for myself, like when I work with clients, I'm visualizing their ideas and helping them bring them to life. And then when I'm doing it for myself, I can lean on that skill set. And, you know, when I'm listening to podcasts or watching documentaries or listening to audiobooks or reading articles or trying to, you know, break down something that I'm wrestling with, I, you know, grab a piece of paper, put a piece of paper on the wall, or do it digitally and start to try to draw out what I'm thinking about. And there's something magical about putting pen to paper. If you haven't done it for a while, I encourage you to pick up the pen and do it. Um, and that they don't have to be, we're not looking for illustrations. You can just use really simple little drawing icons and even just like a simple line to connect information. You know, if you're thinking about something, you're struggling with something, you can kind of write it all down and then use like little lines or boxes and arrows and things to try to help you connect ideas as you're trying to figure something out. So, you know, you can use it in so many different use cases in your life as you are trying to help and your help deepen your understanding about something or you're working through a complex problem um sometimes just in using a different method can shake things up enough to help you come to a different conclusion so i find sometimes we get stuck in the way that we normally try to solve a problem um, but if we you know, use a different method like visualizing in this way and letting go that it has to be perfect and that you don't have to be an artist to use drawing as a thinking tool, then um, yeah, it just kind of opens up another door and opens up a level of creativity that is very, can be very non-threatening and it can be a very low barrier to entry form of, of, writing things down, right? Because we're not looking at creating masterpieces. We're just making some marks on the page to try to help ourselves learn and think and grow. Exactly. That, that's definitely true. So uh, many people might feel uh, intimidated by drawing. So believing it's something reserved for the artists, right? So yes. how can someone who mm, doesn't consider themselves as the artists uh, benefit from incorporating drawing into their self-care routine? 
Yeah. So I feel like it's part of my mission to try to redefine what drawing is. And unfortunately, many art forms like drawing are, a lot of us feel like it's other than us and it's an intangible and it's something separate from us. So what I'm trying to really do is bring back the notion that everyone can draw even if you don't feel like you can, you actually can. And drawing isn't about looking to create something that looks nice or that is to be admired. It's a thinking tool. It's a learning tool to help yourself dive into things for yourself, right? So when you're putting marks on a paper, it's not about being an artist. It's not even being good at drawing. It has like really nothing to do. Almost, they almost kind of want to not call it drawing. And I think that's why I often use the like word doodles because doodles can, a lot of people do create doodles in their notes and things. And it's a very like personal thing. You don't really think about it a whole lot. It, it may or may not mean anything to you, but you can just take those doodles and make them just work for you a little bit better. But it's not about creating masterpieces. Like I think there's like the stat is something about some, if you're trying to draw something, it has to look like 30% of reality. So you're not looking to draw like a portrait of a person. You're looking to draw a stick person, right? To, to show that it's a person, right? So stick people are great. You know, a lot of the foundational elements to uh, this style, which we could call sketch noting, is like a line. That's the first thing that I teach people is just drawing a line. And when you can use a line and how to use a line, you can use it to connect information. You can use it to show separation or to highlight something that you captured. It's, you know, starting with something as basic as a line can help you can make those connections of what you're trying to dive into a little bit more. Right. And then you go to an arrow and then you go to a square as a container to help contain information along your page. Like it's not, we're not talking about creating illustrations. We're talking about making these simple marks to help yourself think and, and work through what it is that you're thinking about. Exactly. Exactly true. So, uh, like from here, like, uh, also if you can explain the concept of graphic recording and the graphic facilitation mm -hmm. for those who may not be familiar with the, these terms. Yeah. So, so graphic, so overarching, all of these terms use the same skill set. So the skill set is listening to what your either your own thoughts or to somebody else. You're thinking, you're trying to make meaning, you're trying to make sense of what you're thinking about or what you're hearing, and then you're capturing. It's kind of like this, this uh, circular cycle, and you're trying to do all three of those at the same time, which can be a little bit of an extra challenge, but you're listening to yourself or others, you're making sense of what you're, and you're capturing. So I, a lot of people focus on the capture, right? Oh, I have to know how to draw something, but the listening and the making sense of things are just as important as the capturing, if not more important, to be honest with you. So graphic recording is often used when, or I actually have been calling it more live illustration lately. Um, that's more of like 
a client hires me to draw like a conference presentation. I'm not really engaged as an individual. I'm more there to like be the observant and to hear the information with everybody else and, and visualize it. I'm more of the silent illustrator in the room, like you mentioned earlier. Whereas a graphic facilitation, I might be, I might play a more active role in the room and chances are there's multiple voices. So imagine um, an executive meeting and they're talking about the vision for their organization in the next six months. You know, there's many voices in the room sharing ideas. I get to be there to ask questions and to clarify and what's created in the room, either in person or virtually is a collection of everybody's voice. It's everybody feeling valued and heard in that space. And then sketch noting or visual note taking is more of this personal for yourself, for your own learning. So when I'm doing it for a client, I'm listening to everybody for them. But when I do it for myself, I'm listening for myself. What's resonating most with me? Or how can I use this tool to try to clarify my own thinking? So that's sort of the more visual note taking, sketch noting world. But Overall, they use the same skill set, just pivoted and used in a different format, in a different scenario. Got it. Got it. So, like, uh, you have also mentioned that there are scientific studies supporting the benefits of visually capturing notes. So, if you can share some insights from these studies and how they validate the use of drawing for self-improvement. Yeah, so I think my favorite one, I'm not such a good one at memorizing stats, but I think my favorite one is about doodling. So the stat says that you can retain up to 29% more information just by doodling. So that's not even like that's not even talking about sketch noting or graphic recording. That's just like making some marks. And so the way that I see visual note taking, sketch noting is you taking those doodles and making them more purposeful. You're using the information either for yourself or something you're listening to to capture. So if you're all, especially if you're already doodling anyways, just make those doodles work for you a little bit more. So I would love to know eventually when there's studies about sketch noting, hopefully that, you know, maybe that's even even higher number of retention. I'm not sure it would be my guess, but you know, I think if doodling itself is 29%, I think sketchnoting, um, my guess is that it'd be much higher than that. Um, and then there's like, there's lots of different studies, but one I think is a popular one, the Alan Pavio's um, dual coding theory, where you combine words and pictures. You know, if you can, if you listen or you have words and you're capturing, that's one piece of the learning. If you have pictures, that's another piece of the learning. But when you combine the two of them, the words and the audio with the visual part, it just helps solidify that learning even deeper. Um, yeah. And then there's like an increased, I think it's like 89% of an increased likelihood that you're going to take that information that you listen to and actually apply it to something. So when you're in a setting where you're trying to make sure that you are, are, remembering the information that's one piece of the pie but a lot of times in these settings we need to now go and apply that information so if you have an increased likelihood of application of that information that's even better right so just a few a few things to throw out there for you that's lovely so um, like um 
what advice do you have for someone who wants to get started with incorporating drawing into their daily routine uh, for the self-care? Yeah. So one thing that I suggest for people to do to start off with is to change your the paper that you capture on, you're capturing your notes on. So a lot of us capture on lined paper and we capture in a very linear way. And it's just like long words and sentences across the page. And then you go to the next line, then you go to the next line. And now we just have like pages and pages of like lined written notes. So the first thing that I like to suggest to people is to change their their paper. So ditch the lined paper, get rid of that and or save it for something else and get yourself some blank paper so it could be white white is great but if you have colored paper around too that's fine and instead of have holding it upright like portrait style you're going to turn it on its side so it's like landscape or horizontal so that small shift sounds minor but it actually can be quite um a revolutionary thing to do because just that small shift tells your brain that you're doing something different here, right? It's signifying something's changed. I'm not going to capture in the same way that I always do. You don't have your lines, you know, it's not in the same direction, you know, so just that small shift can, can be uh, quite a big one. And so the next thing that I encourage people to do is just start making a mark on that paper because a blank piece of paper can actually be extremely intimidating. So the one thing that I, that is usually the most common thing to do is to write like a title at the top or on the side or put the date on it or something that, you know, you can choose to put on there. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's just the fact that you've put something on there, you've made a choice, I'm going to put the title of this presentation, or I'm going to put what it is that I'm working through, like today's thoughts or something at the top, that it doesn't really matter what the content is yet, we're just like preparing ourselves. And it takes away that fear of working on a blank page. And then when you are capturing the information, because even though the drawings and everything is there to help support the learning, the content is always going to be really important. So when you're capturing your information, what you're going to want to do instead of capturing these long lines like you're normally used to capturing in, you're going to block your content. So you're going to write a few words and then you're going to go, you're going to stop and you're going to go underneath the first word and draw a few words. And then you're going to go under it again and you're going to draw a few more. So in the end, instead of one long sentence, you actually have your information in what, um, when I call it blocking your content, it like looks like it's an invisible square. It's not going to be a perfect square. You know, it's not going to be like the words aren't always going to match up perfectly to make it a perfect square. But by putting your information and blocking it in this way, now you have all, the, all this freedom on your page. You can draw a little picture beside it, or you can put little lines, or you can connect information or put a little container around something and it gives you a little bit more freedom to be able to have, to be able to add in other ideas. You could capture something and then you just thought of another thing. So you go back to that same spot and add something else. Um, so that's sort of like a very quick foundational way to kind of help you get started in in helping visualize for yourself. Wow, that's really great. So like before we wrap up, like uh, 
if you can share any personal anecdotes or the stories of how drawing has played a transformative role in your self care journey yeah i think for me it's about um it's really about for me like i i take in a lot of content when it comes to, like podcasts and books and it's so hard to remember all of that information so if i'm investing in myself and i'm like let's say listening to an 8 hour audiobook by the end of it i really want to remember something from it so if i don't remember anything then that means i can't apply any of those self care things to my life so by listening to an audiobook or taking in something like that can benefit myself i like to create a sketch note or a drawing of what it was that i just learned about and sometimes like i do it in so many different ways like i don't always do it in the moment sometimes i'll just make a few little notes on a sticky note and i'll come back to it and then create a little drawing um sometimes i'll do one drawing of one book but then sometimes i'll do one chapter has it each has its own drawing right to represent the information from that one chapter for example and then you know it allows me to be able to reflect on it you know immediately or like months or even years later of what it was that i had learned and then like i said now you have that like increased opportunity to apply it to your life so i do consume a lot of personal development and i read a lot of um of personal development books and this is a way for me to be able to take those ideas for some folks that are maybe just like a little bit ahead in their journey and I can apply them to my life and I can remember them because I have these drawings and these visuals to help me remember what it was that I want to apply to my life wow that's what i've been so that's great and as we conclude this captivating episode of healthy mind and healthy life i definitely want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to our exceptional guest aston for sharing her insights into the transformative power of drawing and its profound impact on self care that have left us inspired and enlightened so uh like drawing is not merely an art form but it's a tool for the self discovery personal growth and improved well being so ashton's passion for unlocking the creative spirit in all of us and her dedication to helping us communicate our ideas visually is truly commendable So if you have found this episode as enlightening and inspiring as I did I encourage you to explore the world of drawing and visual thinking in your own self care journey and always remember that you don't need to consider yourself as an artist to reap the benefits of this powerful practice so as always we are here to support you on your path to a healthy mind and the fulfilling life so if you have enjoyed this episode please subscribe rate and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform your feedback is invaluable to us so stay tuned for more thought provoking episodes that empower you to lead a life of balance mindfulness and the self discovery so until next time take care of your mind and nurture your creative spirit so thank you so much